0: Did we? Yeah. Yeah. No, we talked about your masturbatory life. Okay. You weren't if. having sex at the time.
1: Okay, and also my sex life. I mean,
2: I think it's pretty fucked up that now that he's actually having sex. Seems like
1: we a double <laughs> standard. <laughs> oh.
0: We can talk about David's sex life.
1: No, we
2: shouldn't do that. If we want to.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what? no, you're i worried thought about reciprocity here. Die last night, well. like. Right oh. after he started like coughing, like super fucking I mean, hard. He made
2: me go through a shit ton of effort and I was choking all that shit down <laughs>
0: and all that was happening. Are you talking I about working. your sex
3: life now? Yeah, I was. Suck. Yeah,
1: look. Yeah, I was, and you're look, so initiated. Look, two, so... Minute, two minutes of hard physical effort and he's done. So. <laughs> oh. Two minutes, yeah. Uh huh. I don't know. I just wanted to make a joke because it's rolling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably his sex life is. a it's lot sp- more <laughs> robust than ours. I no wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Hi, Mom. This is my Mind. <laughs> oh,
3: God. Hey, everyone.
0: <laughs> Step bro, Brett.
2: Hi, Hive Mind. It's January 4th. My name is Stefan Maddox.
3: I'm Leah Taylor. I'm Caitlin Mori. And Moore. I'm David Bowers. Scruffy. Scruffy.
0: Scruffy. That's
1: uh, so funny. I'm glad you did that. David Apparently somebody Scruffy died Bowers. today because
2: everyone's really low energy right now. I don't understand. What the fuck is wrong with you people?
1: I just get done watching The Science of Sleep. I don't <laughs> low energy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I get that. <laughs> Sorry if you mean to me. On today's docket, we have The Science of Sleep and a Scanner Darkly. Uh, who wants to go first?
0: All right. <clears throat> I'll go first. So... what? Um, I chose Signs of Sleep, which was directed by Michel Gondry, and he also did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
2: Wait, is it Michel or Michael?
0: Michel, he's French. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's Michel. That excuses it. All right. <laughs> yeah, fuck French people and the way they pronounce their names. There's no. Excuse I wonder why. Is kind. that
3: why there's French in the movie? Like or they're in France. in France. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> Andy's French. I don't know. So
0: this movie's got Charlotte Gainsbourg and Gail Garcia Bernal, and oh, wait,
2: two people you've never heard
0: of. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, the
1: female lead is in *Nymphomaniac*.
0: Really? Yeah, I've never seen either of them. Yeah, which is now.
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll and Gael
0: Garcia Bernal is in uh, *Motorcycle Diaries*, which is a phenomenal movie. Okay. So, <clears throat> so this movie is about how this guy Stefan, um, which maybe from this point in the podcast on Stefan is what we'll call him. Um, he can't really discern between sleep and reality, has an incredibly active imagination, and he falls in love with the woman that lives across the hall from him, and so they go through this series of weird lies uh, and awkward social interactions and in his mind he is in love with her it's difficult to discern like what parts of the movie are happening in reality and what parts are happening in his dreams uh, super art house really boring I didn't like this movie at all. Um, sorry that I chose it. I just... I hadn't seen it. I chose it because I thought it would be good for the podcast, but I kind of fucking hated it, so...
2: So let's talk about the positive notes about this movie. Um, a, the director does a really good job of deciding what scenes are worth our time, right? There are actually two points that I think... Hold up, you make it a fucking face. There are actually two things that I think are important in this movie, right? There are two scenes that they left out intentionally that I think are important, specifically because Gondry is trying to make us... Um, view everything with the same broken-ass perspective that the man-child Stefan does, right?
0: <laughs> Stefan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
2: um, that the man-child Stefan does. <laughs> so, they very intentionally don't show us scenes that are important to the way we interpret this relationship because Stefan doesn't have access to that knowledge, despite Gondry do showing us, like, shit that happens outside of Stefan's world before the drama actually happens, which is, like, Zoe <coughs> and the other lady... Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's the joke at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it
2: is. Zoe and Stephanie, like, mocking him from inside of their apartment, right? Um, they, they specifically don't show you what happens to uh, Stephanie and the guy that she's dancing with at that party, right? We just assume that drama happened because of that, but we don't actually see any of it. We don't even see the conversation, even though the characters seem to think that a conversation happened about it, right? And secondly, we also don't see what happens...
1: Kind of that. You actually don't even know if she was acting as flirty as she was. Because the next, like, literally two seconds later, she's just having a casual conversation in the corner, very serious face, and not laughing. Right.
0: And, yeah, yeah, and it's through the windows of his brain that you see them doing that.
2: Um, The the second point is that the second scene that they intentionally leave out is um, the conversation that uh, Stefan and Stephanie have after he leaves her at the bar, right? That conversation never happens, even though they clearly have dealt with that topic later on, because Stefan makes the joke about, like, his blood being all over her door and her asking him if he's all right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't see the fallout of that. So we're only catching, like, this broken-ass perspective from Stefano. Yeah I
3: just assume like, his mom told her that he, like, broke his head on her door. Which maybe. Like, that's just what I assume. I didn't
1: think they ever had the conversation because he made some joke about Dirty Sanchez's about the front door. And he made, they'll joke about blood and his blood,
3: right? Yeah, he yeah but then she immediately he...
2: follows it up with, how's your head?
1: Oh, I mean, so. but that doesn't indicate that that conversation
2: <coughs> That's true, it's entirely possible it didn't, which is even more fascinating, because there's not a whole lot to be fascinated at by this movie, <laughs> so, like, forgive me for picking at straws, yeah, that's- but I thought that was an intelligent move on the director's part. Like, if you're going to go down the rabbit hole with this shithole main character, you should at least do everything that you can to make the audiences, like, empathize with this broken-ass perspective by... You know, leaving out a bunch of vital information to us so that we at least come around to start to see things from Stefan's eyes. It doesn't work, because mm-hmm. he's a fucking man-child, mm-hmm. and who the fuck can ever empathize with this character, but... Man-children.
3: Well, I mean, like, obviously he has, like, some mental thing wrong with him. Like, he can't discern, like, reality from dream state.
2: Yeah, but the movie doesn't actually talk about whether or not that's a psychological, that's a, like, a legitimate illness, or if he's, like, that's the thing, right? I'm pretty
3: sure that's what they're playing on, though.
2: They're, like, they're playing it like it's an
0: actual illness, but we don't We have no idea. I mean, it seems to be kind of a choice that he makes. Like he he prefers to live in this dream world, and so even like some things and actions that he does in reality, or what we can assume to be the realistic parts of the movie, are done by choice. He likes Stephanie so much because she is also really imaginative and does a lot of weird shit uh, like he does, and finds enjoyment and amusement out of those things.
1: See, that's that's one of the things that I like had a problem with about the movie. I guess is that like it seems like he doesn't have a problem with it. There's never a moment where he breaks down and he's like, oh, I can't discern what's real and what's not, right? Like, that never happens. As a result, I don't think that it's, like, from his perspective, debilitating.
0: Right. Right. Or he's that, not like,
1: this is ruining my relationships.
0: Or that he's, like, just clearly totally oblivious to that's what, that being yeah. the reason why it is ruining his relationships because <laughs> if he knew... Wait, well, I thought there
3: ho- was a scene that he did kind of, like, touch on that a little bit, like, when he's, like, on the sidewalk walking and he has, like, that inner monologue with himself.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, the, he, he never, like, really owns up to it, though. Like, he might, he, he goes as far like, he slaps Gi and then, like, immediately apologizes afterward because like, I didn't know if I was sleeping. Right, yeah, and that's that, when it's, like, the first
3: time that you see it.
2: all of the contrition we get from him, though, right? That's all of it. He spends the rest of the fucking movie screaming at this chick because she can't deal with how fucking crazy he is, right? Like, it's, he it, it doesn't, he never shows remorse at any point. He never shows a willingness to change anything about himself. Right? Because the movie wants us to empathize with this free spirit so fucking hard, but it's really obvious to everyone that dude's fucking damaged.
1: Yeah, I think that the movie was not trying to get us to empathize with him, but it was trying to be like, here's here's a quirky way we can look in the inside of somebody's brain.
0: I think that it was probably both. I think that Gondry was like, I'm gonna shoot this film this way, and it's gonna be super weird and art house and quirky, but I also think that he's trying to get us to be like, yeah, some people are damaged, and that's okay. Broken, if you will. And it's alright. And we should be able to empathize with men that act this way, that are just super imaginative and way out there, because, like they're hurting, and he's sad all the time, and just, like, super fucking whiny, the whole goddamn yeah,
3: movie. I mean,
1: that's my problem, is it if the movie is trying to get me to empathize with a character that literally stalks another human being, I guess I don't. Right? Because, like, like, to me, and I wrote yeah, down, this is the last note I had, this movie is creepy as fuck, uh, because, like, it really just was him being like, no, 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 we're in love, we're gonna get married in X amount of time, which is, like, a recurring comment that he makes both in Dreamy and Real Life.
0: Well, I think and, that, like, like the... I almost get this weird feeling like them acknowledging that he's creepy in the movie is kind of like the apology for it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm creepy. And and you're supposed to empathize and be like, oh, yeah, you are, but it's kind of cute where it's just fucking not, right? Mm-hmm. So you're watching the movie and he's like, no, no, you're right. I'm a man and I'm crying and I'm creepy. Well, and that's not right. why we hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That is definitely
1: not no, why you're that's deserving for sure. That's for sure one of the reasons that I hate it. That's fucked up, mean, But, but it, crying? it's crying. I mean, oh, like, Leah no, and reason. I had this conversation earlier. It's one of the reasons that the movie was is like not great because it takes that and if you did that a little bit and you were like yeah he's like kind of creepy but he's also like shows remorse for those things then it would be good it's the same thing with all the, the cliche or like kitschy things right where they're like it's like we talked about that earlier where it was like yo but it's a it's a horse that's claymation how much fun is this and instead of being like look at this one neat thing they're like Eat it. Eat <laughs> all of it. Take more of it. You deserve this. <laughs> Keep looking at it. Yeah, they wanted a fantastic
2: fucking <laughs> ride. So, so yeah. Yeah, what
3: like, do I do? <laughs> I'm sorry. The first like half hour when they started doing like the dream sequences and like the stop animation and stuff like that, I was into it. I was like, this is kind of neat. It's cool. Like weird, right? But then you're just sitting there watching the movie. That's all the movie is. Is a bunch of different dream sequences, and you, like, there's no plot like whatsoever, really. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just this dude that, I don't know, I feel like he has some kind of mental disorder and, like, I kind of felt sorry for him a few times, like, especially the end one where he's, like, definitely cannot tell if this is reality or dreams, because, like, you just saw that dream sequence where he was, like, getting married to the girl and then he's, like, talking to her, like, they already are married and stuff like that. Like, I felt a little bit bad for him at that point. Um,
2: Stephanie did, too.
3: Yeah, I know. It's the only
2: reason why that friends. was the
3: other part
0: that was so weird about this movie was like, what was wrong with Stephanie? Because if well, any- if you've
1: seen Nymphomaniac you would know. Okay, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
0: like, haven't
1: you seen that movie? I haven't seen the, that, haven't after, seen how, that movie either. It's super good. We should pick it probably anyway. Should we? No, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just sit here in silence for 45 minutes instead of <laughs> talking about it it's like every once in a while somebody looks up at the other person and they look immediately down and they just shake their head <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah. in the, the distant like, like in the bedroom or something you just hear someone screaming <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm so, i didn't mean to cut you off no I don't, don't I, like, I don't even remember what I was I don't even think there's anything bad about Stephanie I think she just doesn't know how to deal with him like cause she's never like seen this before and like she kind of pities the guy at the end obviously yeah where there's she's like you're broken
2: sorry babe I apologize <laughs> no go ahead There's a different version of this movie told from the other side of that hallway, and it's Stephanie crying in her room to Zoe, like, this fucking maniac won't leave me alone. I don't know what to do. I can't call the police because we're in France, and they don't give a shit about that kind of thing. What should I do? She was like, I don't know, just, like, touch his dick, and maybe he won't kill you? Like, that was the (laughs) conversation. I feel I, like that's the only what? reason it's like Stephanie's invested in this dude as all well, is a mixture of pity and fucking balls to the wall of fear. <laughs> because this guy is goddamn crazy, maims himself at multiple opportunities, clearly has no idea what's real and what isn't.
0: <laughs> and could fucking he on her himself. at any moment.
2: He already proved his propensity for breaking into her house and he's really fucking good as an engineer. It would not take him any effort at all to set up a bunch of Saw-style death traps in her house oh and she God. decides that he, she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him.
0: Perfect. Now, that was, that was the movie. That, that was, was the this whole movie. movie.
2: It was actually a fucking horror show about this poor woman's, like, Trap and she's too fucking poor because she works at the convenience store, or she would have moved out already instantaneously. Like, it's just her on the other side of that door crying, trying to find somewhere else to live, looking what it takes to change her name, like
3: all that shit
2: to get away from this crazy fucking Mexican who has no idea how the world functions. He's
3: so I feel like I've right. watched different movies almost. No, that's what he because, said though. That was
1: like the other side of the coin. Well,
3: yeah, I get that, yeah. but like, that's maybe his perspective, but I don't see it that way. Like,
2: Oh, she clearly doesn't know what to do with him she had several points in the movie she tells him like what do you want me to say crazy? what do you want me to do yeah, yeah. what do you want from me like <laughs> <What> please <laughs> for the <laughs> love so, like, of there God were, go there are
3: times in What's the movie though change? that like she indulges him and like because she's scared she's va- no we're I think watching she's this movie from by Stefan's
2: it. eyes let's be clear he treats <laughs> it in, a, in scenes of like
3: I really don't think that this girl was like terrified in her fucking apartment there was fucking
2: fear behind those doe eyes
3: oh my god no, like, I don't think so I
0: I do kind of like the scenes where where like he breaks into her apartment and her first reaction is okay, like,
3: yeah, someone breaking into her apartment yeah you're gonna be a little pissed off and scared right and then but she he did like a nice thing
2: and then immediately calls him to apologize <laughs> because she doesn't want him to lose his shit no
3: she calls him because like the gift that he gave her
2: yeah the creepy ass animated doll mm-hmm. <laughs> totally a dream also
3: who knows I don't
1: you can't make a time machine that goes backwards one second
0: <laughs> I thought a, that was such...
1: out of out of a, a shoebox.
2: I mean, I like I I thought that was just really good sketch comedy, right? I thought the guy was just really good at improv, and that's why he was doing that stuff. No, she did it too, though.
0: And he did it again in his dreams with the river.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean, like two things. like it was just, things. like
0: a fun
3: game that they did.
1: That's also like part of the director's thing. <laughs> the
0: most dangerous game.
1: That's like part of the director's thing, though, is to be like, look, here's some stuff that's not really sciencey, but it's a shoebox with wires coming out of it. Because that's the exact same thing that happened in Eternal Sunshine, right? With the machine that, like, supposed to erase your memory. Yeah. It was just, like, a fucking uh, strainer that had, like, some wires attached to it and slapped on somebody's head, right? Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. There was nothing scientific about that movie, dude. See, I watched that movie, like,
3: freshman year of high school, Uh, so I don't remember uh, it. The other
1: thing that I would say is I think this movie is, like, and this is, like, something that kind of, like, developed as we talked, like, I think it's, like, a really terrible portrayal of mental illness. If like, that's
0: what it was supposed to be, if that's what this movie was, supposed then it's to yeah. Be, yeah. fucking
2: offensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So um, if
2: that was its intention, which I don't think it is, I feel like it was just an endorsement of that I mean, I mean, sh- like, special even, snowflake, like quirk culture, even unintentional. That Gondry is like definitely fucking embroiled. There's in. There's never right? a comeuppance
1: though, which is what happens in all those other movies.
0: Yeah, there never is a comeuppance in this movie. Serious problem that I have. He has no resolution with his. No, his he has no. Reality. He literally has no arc. Yeah. There's yeah, no arc the at all. He's no the same dude throughout the entire movie. What?
2: There is for Stephanie the actual movie, right? No, she there's lots on the actual intrigue, movie to pants shittingly terrified and then trapped and conceded to her doom. There's a glimmer of hope that maybe this motherfucker hops on a plane. Oh She leaves for him. She left to the house
3: your, though. Please don't miss your plane. <laughs> she has
2: to. You're gonna miss your plane, Stefan. Please don't miss the plane. She pleads with him. I really like this
3: apartment and I out don't of want to
1: move.
2: <laughs> and he doesn't. He bread. curls up on her bread, on her fucking bed, bread. and she's like, this is, this is it. This is my life.
0: Yeah, she, she gets pities up there. him. She gets up
3: like, there with him. She feels she lays down. bad. Exactly. He's like, sick.
0: Fine, if that's the interpretation
2: that you want to take, she fucking pities him. Who wants to be in a relationship like that?
3: Okay, yeah, but that's she's made, made it very clear she doesn't want to be in a relationship. And like, I'm yet just she continues to, like to make friend. all these things that
2: make this crazy fucking person think they are in a relationship. I have something to
1: say oh positive about the movie. It's almost a positive thing I had to say about the movie, actually. There was a scene where he pulls out 3D glasses and he's like, look at what I invented. And for a moment, I thought this was going to be the story of the guy who invented 3D glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I got super excited because I was like, I want to know that story. (laughs) But it
3: wasn't. (laughs) Yes! A
1: historical documentary? Good job, Caitlin.
0: (laughs) Actually, actually, to be fair... I'm sorry. To be
1: fair, it took me a lot of directions because I thought, oh, maybe it's like uh, this guy invented 3D glasses. And then the movie was like, no, 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 we're a rom-com. And then it was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, it's fucking weird. <laughs> like,
0: David's just, like, being the most generous movie watcher of all time. Like, every time it takes a really weird turn, he's like, I don't know, maybe this is a yeah, historical no, documentary. No, no, hear
1: me out. <laughs> when you're watching something like this, though, you have to be like, well, what positive could I potentially get out of this? Oh, maybe this is the part where the movie just, like, lifts itself out of this pile of doo-doo
2: and, like, becomes a thing that's watchable.
1: Maybe he goes on a
0: flight to Mexico and this, this movie is- takes an entirely different turn. Right?
2: <laughs> this is one of the best white-knuckle surrealist psychological thrillers ever of
1: our time. <laughs> it's dead. Slash rom-com. Slash rom-com,
2: right? Watch as a serial killer filters down. <laughs> oh my god, he's not a serial killer. We
0: Please she get off of No, no, no. I... But like, if he was though, like if he was, and that's what this he's movie watched. was about, then the ending is perfect. As she yeah. curls around him, eyes still open, just like subjected to her, her wall. fate. She's she like, this is my him.
3: life now. And that's
0: what oh happens. my god.
2: She kills See her pick up the heavy ass pony? I hate
3: all of you. Like, okay, so I didn't I didn't really like the movie but this is a terrible interpretation no, of it is, this is the only
1: way to make this piece of shit good
3: <laughs> i love this movie now
0: <laughs> we
1: you could actually write it. this movie
0: i it rewriting the Stefan Stefan.
2: I can't be that piece of shit. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Leah can play Away. Stephanie. Well, we're going to tell signs of sleep from Stephanie's perspective. And it's going to box way more than 4.6 mil.
2: Yeah. Which is what this movie boxed. I'm sure that it costs about $20,000. We
0: can
1: hire to make, the dude so. that did
2: stop animation for all of the tool music videos. It'll be yes. cool. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That reminds me. So I guess that this whole movie there's just like a bunch of scenes that are allusions to Gondry's music videos that he's done for like the white stripes. Wait so and this is like, Gondry
1: jerking off to him? Yeah. So,
0: no that's okay. what this movie. Is like a bunch of like the scene with a piano. I oh, guess it's
2: five dollars. F- says Stephon is Gondry when he was younger. Ew. I guarantee you that this is a fucking autobiography. Wow. And he actually is just a giant piece of shit. And that's why he didn't see how fucking terrible his main character is because he's looking at it through rose tinted glasses.
0: Probably. And also from his perspective, which means that it's the perfect movie for Gondry to direct. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Damn, that's that's pretty rough.
2: Michael Gondry is a man child. <laughs> he accidentally crapped out a colt hit way back when but he's he's a fucking emotionally abusive piece of shit Right?
0: Which, look, except for yeah, he probably still is because he never really grow out of soccer you know, know. if you
1: go you know- back and watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind you have like your buckle clenches a little bit because you can remember the movie being really good when you watched it like 10 years ago and being like oh I know that I know how that feels but if you watch it now you're like Stop whining, Jim Carrey. You're being a little bitch, you're, right? You're like, <laughs> you're a grown ass man. Like, you have children the, and a wife. The, the, yeah, the lead female, you're grown ass woman. Like, come on, y'all. Like,
0: yeah, I actually watched Eternal Sunshine last year for the first time, and I didn't particularly like it. But why the
3: fuck did you pick this movie? I don't know. Because, yeah, you kept, like, telling us, like... Yeah, that was your
2: high bar. Yeah, we're like, you're like, it's directed by this guy. I don't know. the Sides of Sleep. I don't because know. Because Michael Gawdry directed it.
3: This guy's fantastic. How oh. do you not know he him? People really like Michelle. his sunshine. Michelle. Yeah, it's Michelle. Oh, God yeah.
2: Guy.
0: Michelle. Michelle Gawdry <laughs> <Michelle laughs> fucking directed it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Dokie, but yeah. I actually, after this discussion, I've really come full circle on this movie, and
1: I—the movie that we made—I
0: would Thank love you. to rewatch it. <laughs> um, I might do that tonight. <laughs> after oh my I might. god, at
1: uh, your house, right? No, at your house. Ooh, TV's being used.
0: <laughs> for for <laughs> the There's for some
3: game else. on, right? <laughs> uh, yes, this will be,
0: it's going to be the replay. We're going to watch that hunting <laughs> yeah. show with Buck McNeely. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one we watched the other night where he was hunting the Warhawk. oh
1: yeah what and, and, yeah so this is totally off topic it's fine who fucking cares fine. yeah so we watched we, we were watching this show randomly it was on like PBS or something because I have an antenna and antenna say it antenna so you don't pronounce A's are you against A's it's antenna, antenna. it's an antenna
2: if you live in Tennessee maybe yeah. <laughs> you, you in e? it's an antenna dude say crayon crayon say, <laughs> What? crow? Okay, you don't exist to
1: me. <laughs> don't exist to me. Okay. I, don't use <laughs> my pronunciation if you say crown. Uh, What's well, wrong with it. crown? That's what crayon. I saying. That's appropriate
2: for our region, crayon.
1: man. It's a crayon. No, people in
2: the Midwest say crown.
3: Yeah, they do.
1: So people in the Midwest pronounce it wrong.
2: No, man, it's a fucking dialect.
3: Actually, no. my dad would get what? super mad at us when we would it say that because he grew up in like Rhode yeah. Island, right? And they would say Crayola. And you yeah. did it,
2: you fucking poser. You, you lived in fucking Kansas like literally your yeah. entire life.
1: Okay, crown. so it's not a dialect. Yes, it is. Can you willfully ignore dialectic things?
2: No, you can't. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's not, not a dialect can. then. I mean, I'm telling you, you can't do the thing that you're doing right now. But I am.
0: Also, I'm so, breaking well, the system. <laughs> willfully neglect dialectic things. That's anyway. That's the point of a dialect. Uh, what
2: about this warhog you picked up on your antenna?
1: Oh, yeah, so Antana. we just ended up watching.
2: <laughs> that's definitely wrong.
1: antenna. We ended up watching, so,
0: what was his name? Buck,
1: Buck, Buck McNeely. Buck McNeely, <laughs> who actually looks like he lives here and says crown. Uh <laughs> Like he's got like this, this sweet goatee. He, he wasn't. This... He's got the sweet goatee. Wait, who's He's got like,
3: he's, yeah. got, like the, he's
1: got like the redneck camo hat, uh, and he was just in Africa. He travels around the
3: world
0: to hunt rare animals. Wait, that's warthog. the thing. Not even rare. Yeah, he killed a, a warthog rare.
1: and he killed a no, water no, buffalo. It
0: was like a rare warthog. I don't know. Listen,
1: you, and then okay, right as I he line. stands over
0: the the dead body of the animal he just killed, oh, like this? He, yeah, yep. that guy, just like that.
2: What, he's just a trophy hunter. Yeah, he's some dickhead redneck trophy hunter. For
0: sure. And yep. then he stands over with like the guy that took him on the safari, and he's like, we had a real spiritual journey here today. And then the other guy's like, I guess. It's like...
1: No, that, that British dude is a piece an Australian dude. He's a piece of shit too, though.
0: They both Yeah, of, just
1: like to kill animals.
0: Well, and so then we were watching and like kind of hoping a little bit that like the warthog was going to get
2: would real <laughs>
0: Yeah, This is like lions versus hippos. We were like, I don't know, maybe the warthog's going to win. We're going to finish this out and see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully Bucking Neely is the one lying on the ground with the warthog standing over him. Like That's this was a like, really spiritual experience. I really wanted
1: them to get trampled by water buffalo. Yeah, yeah. they... That it was great yeah. because he was like... He's like, we spent, we spent six days tracking them and trying to set up. <laughs> so it's a was fucking like, water buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it was a herd of like 60,000 water buffalo.
3: What? So you could have just... Six days? Yeah, you
1: could have just gone full auto and just been like, I got 50. Like <laughs> Oh, not dude! You could have not gone full auto You could have had like a bolt lock or a fucking musket, with six minutes to reload it, and it would have been like, hey, I still got fifteen because it took them three hours to run away. Right.
0: But no, like they shoot to the water buffalo, and it's slowly moving across the screen, just looking at them like, yeah. what are you doing? They're like we've tracked this guy for six days. it's, it's, that, it's, it's right, it's right that there? Fucking wily, like <laughs> it's all different disguises and, shit, and ducking you,
2: as you're hot on his trail.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, man. So that was a good night.
1: That was a night we spent on our lives. This this is our bonus segment where we (laughs) criticize something that was on PBS. (laughs) By the way, y'all should really support PBS, so that's a great channel.
2: No, it's fantastic. It's mostly on YouTube now in the form of SciShow, that thing that we were watching earlier. I love SciShow. SciShow is awesome. Yeah. A bunch of, like, PBS funding is going to Crash Course on SciShow. Oh, that's
3: fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Scanner Darkly was my pick, Um, and it was directed by Richard Linklater, <coughs> and it's adapted from a Philip K. Dick novel of uh, the same name as Gander Darkling, obviously. Wait,
0: what was the director of *Windigo*? Not Philip K. Ditt. It wasn't Linklater? No. Because we talked about that guy, and I feel like his name sounded like that.
2: It's not that guy.
0: Unfortunate. Go on.
2: No, no, not even the same guy. The director of *Windigo* did not direct <laughs> or have any part to play in this movie whatsoever. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so... Features the top-billed cast of Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, Woody Harrelson, and Robert Downey Jr. Who are all in, like, fantastic in their roles. Um, the movie's kind of trippy. It supposedly follows a undercover cop in the not-too-distant future. Seven years. Is it seven years? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know they ever put a timeline on I it. I just watched it. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I did too. I don't remember them putting a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. But okay. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, it follows it in the not-too-distant future of seven years, apparently.
1: From 2006.
2: Uh, <laughs> where an undercover cop, Keanu Reeves... is dealing with a new uh, street drug called Substance D and he uh, quickly falls down the ladder of addiction and starts to lose his own identity. Um, And it's a really fascinating film. It also features a fun cameo by shit you not Alex goddamn Jones of InfoWars. Like a real ass cameo of actually Alex Jones decided he would do his Alex Jones thing for the camera in a really fantastic and funny way. Um, But beyond that. This this is my pick. I'm not going to talk about it. Somebody else should, should give their opinion. Um, I'll go. <laughs>
1: I like the movie a lot. I don't the two things that I didn't like. Um, I guess I just like don't understand. And maybe this is just like a it was a different time in 2006. Uh, why the movie is cel shaded? I don't I, because they don't do anything cool with it. Literally outside of the first scene of the movie when he sprays himself with bug stuff. Like I don't think there's a reason for the movie to be cel shaded. Um, so, I don't know if there's a defense. I guess.
2: Yeah, there is. Um, specifically, it's to make like it's to play at this feeling that you're like there's this clear disconnect, right? It's to play at this feeling that um, you're not seeing the world through the proper eyes, that everything is skewed and compressed down, right? Because the cell shading on it, the key thing about cell shading is that it compresses a bunch of shit because it paints a whole range of colors sure. into just one color, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that the brain is not processing okay, yeah. everything; it's just filling in gaps and making sure up. Wait,
3: what is it called? Cell shading? I thought it was like retroscoping.
2: Rotoscoping is the method by which they cell
3: shaded oh, this okay. movie.
1: See, and, and in that instance, I don't think... I, I think that that's a cool thing that they did, maybe, then. But, like, to me, it makes a little sense for the entirety of the movie to be in that way, right? Like, you can have... Like, just just like there are scenes where Keanu Reeves is, like, tripping out, right? Like, it makes sense for that stuff to be cell shaded because, like, you create a clear distinction between what is, like... So, to use the title of the movie, like, what you see... Or, like, the, or the monologue by Keanu Reeves, which is, like, we talked about, probably... Like, Lee and I talked about, probably, like, one of the better parts of the movie, or at least Keanu Reeves' part... Uh, you create a clear distinction between where, like what the scanner sees lightly, or which is which is I think the phrase that he uses, what the scanner yeah. sees darkly, right?
0: I think. I think the th- point is that I think the point of the movie is that it, it devolves so that you couldn't really tell.
1: Yeah, and if it would have devolved, that would have been cool. But my argument is that it doesn't ever change.
2: Well, I think the argument is that he's already broken when the movie starts.
1: Yeah, but like I he makes the argument that he's potentially not when he makes the monologue. Yeah, but because he's, he's like, well, that's fair. But like, I think that that would have been. I think that that's like character progression that doesn't happen in the movie that, that you just assume happens yeah right? sure
2: that, that, that's fair there was an opportunity to like show progression there but I don't feel like A that is a ridiculous amount of burden to put on the production team to do that, and B I legitimately thought it was a cool visual effect. Like like, at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily have to be super well grounded in like the purpose and meaning of the film in order for it to just be a neat visual effect.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess that's what I'm saying is that it could have been more than a neat visual effect. I think it should have been, but but probably part of the reason that I don't think that it is good, or not not that it's bad, but it could have been used better. Is I don't think that Keanu Reeves' character has like a ton of growth as a character. He's just like kind of addicted to a substance, and then he's really addicted to a substance. You know what I mean? Like, that's the transition for the character in the movie, and I understand that the point of the movie is that things happen to Keanu Reeves, not that he does things, right? Like, that's, like, the reveal. Is that, like, he was right, like, he was supposed to be getting information because he's an undercover cop, but that's not what he's actually doing. So setting somebody else up.
2: I have really complex emotions with that part. Um specifically because the movie goes out of its way in the book obviously right mm-hmm. goes out of its way to show us that Keanu Reeves intentionally chose a bunch about his life right and that's part of why I've got such a big emotional impact with this movie is because so much of his self-destruction is intentional on his part
1: right what do you like I, I have a follow up I think I know what you're talking about do you um, mean like the, him having a family yeah okay but like I guess that's my question, is that I don't think he did have a family.
3: So yeah, I don't feel like he yeah. did either. I felt like I was just like a, a fantasy that he thought there's, could yeah. potentially happen <laughs> like had justify, he done something different in his life.
1: Or like justify why he's in the position that he is now, right? Because there's a scene when he's talking to Hank and he's like, he's like, I have two kids, one of them. And he's like, no,
3: baby. you and don't. Hank's like,
1: no, that's not, you don't. I don't think you do.
0: You shouldn't. Yeah, that's... Or, is, is that, I, that 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 I kind of thought that he did, because there's that scene where he's out in front of the house, and he's looking at what a dump it is, and he's like, this really should be for more... This should be for somebody to have a family. This house is a nice house. Look at what a shithole it is. Yeah. And I kind of thought that, like, I don't know, that was, that was playing on the fact that that's what it once was, but he was so disconnected from reality that he didn't, like, fully remember or know that that's what he once had. But I... I don't know.
1: I mean, I think that it at least calls it into question.
2: That's that's fair, which
1: is like the point.
0: But I feel like I like the character a lot
2: more in a world in which that stuff actually did happen, and he fell from it.
1: See, and to me, the character is far more interesting if he didn't, because like it's yeah, I know it's a personal
2: experience, right? Well, I mean, like, but I mean, like, I mean, like,
1: isn't the character more interesting if he like wanted to but never did? And it's just like trying to justify to himself why he is in the position that he is now.
2: So, see, I think of it completely differently, right? In, in my interpretation, he had those things and realized he doesn't want them, right? Mm-hmm. And is therefore really comfortable with where he is because he compares it to what he had, which he hated, Right. Like, he likes the fucking, like, filth that he lives in, despite the fact that it's filthy, because it's not that clean, comfortable environment that he shunned, right? Sure. So, like, I, that's neat, because I feel like both of those interpretations are valid. And in one interpretation, Keanu Reeves, is, like, lulling himself to sleep over, like, visions of the family that he could have had, mm-hmm. and, like, thinks that he does have, right? And, and the other interpretation, Keanu Reeves, is, like, I, I made the right decision.
1: Well, like, and I, I also think it's a possibility that, like, he never had a family... But, like, you, you, like for instance, like, he's an undercover cop, so, like, probably a good chance that he was, like, brought up correctly or, like... Yeah, not, not correctly, yeah. but, like, brought up at least, like, relatively normally, right? Like, he wasn't addicted to drugs when he was yeah. young, right? Like, there's no indication that that's true. He clearly went through police training and all that stuff and passed and did pretty well, right? Uh, so, like, I guess that's my, that's my thing is, like, maybe it's just, like, a metaphor... Or like a perfect life, right? Because literally, they show you like a white picket fence yeah. with like a mom with like a apron, like baking cookies, or you know what I mean, like and like two kids that are just like, "Hey, what's going on, pops?" You know what I mean, like. And the vibe that you get is that that world doesn't exist anymore. Like from the entire movie, is that we're just like in a shithole now because drugs are legal.
0: See, I like the interpretation that that's what he once had, but just got so fed up with like the mediocrity of it all that he turned to substance like in his job as a way to escape from it. I think it makes the character a lot more relatable.
1: Well, I think that's the thing, is that he didn't... He wasn't, obviously, an undercover cop when he had a family.
2: Sure, but he could have been a beat cop, or even, like, a detective, right? And then I mean, yeah, but they don't. I, I guess this
1: is all, like, fair, because it's, like... There's no way to... Yeah, the
2: novel could have no, talked yeah. about it. The novel was yeah, definitely longer, right? It's entirely possible that we're missing stuff there in, in Philip's story, right? But, like, as far as the movie goes, like, yeah, I like the fact that there are these multiple interpretations. Regardless, either lens you look at it, that scene is fucking bittersweet as all hell. Mm-hmm. Like oh man Keanu Reeves just like holding his bleeding head looking at his like kids like looking up at him like all scared and stuff and he's just like
3: oh shit
0: <laughs> this movie was hilarious it was the dialogue was so good I love when Woody Harrelson is like they're on the highway and Keanu Reeves is like I don't know guys like maybe we shouldn't take these drugs like maybe maybe we can take too too many I don't know what's going on like maybe this is part of the reason why this stuff's happening and Woody Harrelson's like come on don't blame the drugs man <laughs> don't blame the drugs really good interplay like the, between the three guys in this movie yeah. so good the dialogue
2: between characters is perfect it feels natural whatever every single step of the way it's, it's interesting does. it's so I,
1: I didn't and I, I think that Robert Downey Jr. and Woody Harrelson felt natural I did not think that Keanu Reeves did
2: really so yeah, like, like, spacey only... disconnected stoner didn't feel natural in the role of spacey <laughs> disconnected stoner no because he, he felt like he felt like an undercover cop yeah which yeah. he was. was yeah I think that was the point but like, he's actually just super bad at his job so because he's crazy high.
1: He's just a really bad undercover cop. Thing yeah, which is, is, is the storyline. argument
2: from the movie, too. Because he was a fucking... Like, he wasn't there to be an undercover cop. He was there so they could intentionally fuck his life and get him into a position. Sure, I
1: guess, I guess the argument that I'm making is that, like, I don't think that you would cast somebody like that. I, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs>
0: Like that's like a really small niche. They're like, Oh yeah, Keanu Reeves, undercover cop. I mean yeah, like I said earlier to
3: David, like if you want a Keanu Reeves character, you get Keanu Reeves. Like he plays the same character basically at everything. Except in this?
2: There's no machismo in this. Like, that's a key point that I need to, like, highlight, right? Never at any point does Keanu Reeves growl something threatening <laughs> or drop a one-liner or at, at, at any point he's okay, yeah, that's fucking like fucking scared his alone monologues, the whole movie.
3: Like, his monologues are pretty fucking fantastic. Like, that scene where, um, like, he's by himself, like, finally realizing that he has, a, like, a problem with the drugs, right? The like, of on the couch Yeah, he drops yeah
1: we said the title of the
3: movie
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. full credits <laughs> right,
1: right. I mean like maybe that. Maybe that's part of the problem that, that also might be part of the problem with the cell shading is he, like Keanu Reeves does not have necessarily <laughs> a, an express like a face full of expression he doesn't have yeah. Just and then if you, yeah and then if you watch out his features you're like well is he happy or sad you know <laughs> I, mean, what
3: I mean
2: it's just him staring blankly the whole fucking movie
1: I
3: did like that like when he was wearing the suit like you could still tell that it was Keanu Reeves by like the gestures he made <laughs> cause like you're yeah. just like oh yeah that's Keanu Reeves right there <laughs>
2: fucking yeah. robot person, like, <laughs> pretending to do human emotion. Yeah. I, look, I, the other thing that I
1: think, and maybe this is just because like we're tainted by cell shading, I, it's difficult to take the movie seriously if you've played Borderlands. You know what I mean? It, it, for me, because the whole time I was just like, ha, I've seen that scene before.
3: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is where
1: coffee comes out, right? It, like, it, so maybe, maybe that was like part of my like my my whole holding back.
3: Know, like, I like this shell shading. Like, I the, so I had to watch this movie like twice because the first time that I watched it, I was kind of distracted by it. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to like the storyline at all, mm-hmm. I was just like watching the visuals. Yeah, you and Tito were, were talking like the Not whole time, you, too. Dude,
2: like, growing to earth. Why? You're playing with her gun super gross way to
0: stop.
3: <laughs> sorry, sorry about it, Leah. I think I said what I needed to. <laughs> like, yeah, I
2: mean,
1: well, it was when super
3: distracting and. Maybe it was just because, like, Stefan and Tito were talking the whole time through the movie. Maybe that's why I was attracted by it, but...
0: I was napping during that watching.
3: You were.
2: Yeah, you were. And during most watchings. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, you should only ever watch movies sitting in an upright position like a
0: <laughs> Which I forgot to mention while we were talking about Science of Sleep, that I started that movie probably upwards of ten times. Like, I tried so hard so to I watch the movie I chose for the say, podcast. Yeah,
3: like, I watched it that one day with you, and, like, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Oh. I know. And so
0: then I really I want to watch did anyone
2: else cry watching a Scanner Darkly at the end of the movie? Mm-mm. When it's, like, that fucking... Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, that, I, look, that I post-word yeah. by Dick about all the
3: friends oh, that he yeah, lost I in know. fiction. Yeah, I
1: know. I that, did not cry but that shit was fucking sad that yeah, one once. specific
2: line where it was like their only mistake was playing I hope only that they could play again in some yeah. other way and be happy yeah fucking yeah bald
3: I was Every pretty wrenching.
2: I yeah. still do like I watched it literally like an hour before I came down here again mm-hmm. just to refresh myself I was still fucking crying I immediately went and threw on fucking the devil's carnival cause I wanted to feel good about myself Yeah. so you
0: threw on the devil's carnival yeah which is a fantastic it's, like, it's, a so it's, a, it's a
1: happy it's a fun movie
0: okay I mean, it's not what I would have chosen, but sure. Yeah, I know it wouldn't,
1: because apparently it's also look. It also is like forty five minutes to be cheered up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like,
0: is cheery how we both felt when we were done watching that movie? It was
1: that was it was fun. I did not feel cheery after we watched uh, Low Repo. Mm. No offense.
3: (laughs) We've been
0: here before.
1: We have been here before.
3: Yeah, so Scanner Darkly. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
1: So yeah, I actually had this question: Is the scanner the way that we view the world, or is the scanner the way the government views us?
2: I think the argument is perspective in general. Okay. Perspective is broken at every single step of the way, right? So we can't be objective about anything. I mean, I think Keanu Reeves is talking about it from a very personal point of view. Mm -hmm. He phrases it in the position of, like, the authoritarian government because that's what he yeah. knows, right? But he's describing very personal things, right?
1: I mean, I guess that's the thing, and that's that was the question. It's like, does the, like, so when he's doing his monologue, does the scanner see the Woody Harrelson character as, like, generally a good human being, or do they see them as only an addict, right? Like, if the scanner sees darkly, then it only sees an addict. If it sees lightly, then it sees a good human being, right? Like, and that's supposed to be the delineation. So, like, and that, that, so that's my question, is, like, is, is that what the movie is about? is it, But is it only about the government looking at it or, like, an industry looking at it?
2: Well, I think... <clears throat> so the entire premise of this movie is to show this, like, admittedly, like, light-hearted romp between mm-hmm. all these, like, f- addicts who otherwise have pretty fucking terrible lives. F- by all accounts, from the outside, their lives are fucking horrible, mm-hmm. right? But we can see, like, they find clear meaning, they find clear connections, they find enjoyment and happiness in their own lives. And I think that was... The movie's premise from the get go is that, like you know, the outside is the darkly, right? Yeah. The outside is the scanner, and they see us darkly, but w- I mean, we don't. So right? do
1: you think? Do you think that that like moment is like most accurately portrayed when they reject? I can't remember what his name is for the life of me. that either try tries to kill himself or does kill himself.
3: Um. Wreck.
1: Yeah. Wreck?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's dead or not.
1: Well, yeah, but like th- I mean, that's he's that's not. the point because like when he comes over, he's like, "If y'all are going to keep acting like this, I'm going to leave." And then they just like make him leave basically, Yeah. Like, right? And that's the last time. Well. The second, third, last time you see the character in the movie, he's, second the last time, yeah,
0: you see him again at New. Yeah, you see, him, you see him.
1: twice. We yeah.
2: do, but we have no idea if we see appropriate things or not.
1: Right? Yeah, that's fair.
2: We saw a bald dude that looked like and talked like Freck, but mm-hmm. we have no idea if that was Frack.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you think that he's like cognizant of what the flowers are? He is.
3: Yeah. Okay. So when I was watching he it, that line? Yeah, when I was watching it with you, mm-hmm. which line? Um.
2: Or it's like, I'm going to take
1: this back to my family.
2: Well, right. specifically, I looked cool. and I saw oh, death yeah. Yeah. from the so, ground in a blue flower.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah, when I was watching it with you for the second time, I picked up on, like, when they're in her apartment mm-hmm. and, like, she's, like, faking being stoned, right? Yeah. That she's talking about it, like, the mountains and the flowers. The farm. yeah. Okay, she's yeah. talking about it and, like, putting these, like... Oh, Sublimable messages, basically, yeah. into his like head. That's where you want to go. Yeah, and that's what you want to bring oh. me, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, you gotta watch this. Did you see this movie
3: twice? No, just the once. Yeah, you so yeah. So yeah, you definitely uh, have to watch it twice to pick movie, up on it.
2: Everyone outside of Arthur's immediate friend group is selling him that line. Yeah, about all the time. Maybe you should the get her some blue flowers. And and bring yeah, them back. Oh, and about how he needs to go to New path and Okay, how he needs so to find I guess flowers. I
0: really like this movie, but I guess I'm a little bit confused. So she is. Donna is a
2: DEA agent. Okay. New path of, in the in the story of the world, right? Which is, to be fair, secondary. The character drama is is what matters in this movie. Hardcore. And I know I say that a lot. See, but it really fucking I, is. A
1: I, I want you to finish this because it's important. But I'm gonna can I cut you off there? Sure. Because that's one of the things I disliked about the movie is that the movie is character drama, and then at some point they're just like, we're done with character drama. Here's like a plot. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah,
3: that's fair. Like
1: I like the twist. I think it's a good twist. Right? But, like, there's no lead-up to it. They're just like, surprise! Wow!
2: Uh, I, mean, I think it's because we want to... Dick wants us to feel good that there's maybe a happy ending, because that is a happy ending for both Arthur and the world,
1: right?
2: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in the lore of the world, the, and, and to be fair, it's understandable that you're not. The, the, it wasn't super obvious because the movie definitely does not spend any time on it, right? Which is intentional because arthur isn't thinking about it, so mm-hmm. why should we? Right? Um, they say that New Path, like, the entire country is scant, right? New Path, this rehab facility, has a special um, deal with the government so that their properties aren't subject to that scanning. Which means that the the DAA agents are talking about it in the scene of the movie where they're like, well, we have no idea where Substance D is coming from. We bet New Path is growing it. Uh And they're talking about how they set Arctor up to go in there and they planted him with these messages to bring back the flowers, which is the precursor to Substance D, so that they can prove New Path is the one selling it.
0: Got it. So... The government's not responsible for substance yeah, new yeah It's
2: Nupath's fault, right? But the government is. Because they're making more eye money eye. off
0: the rehab. Got it. Right. See, at the end, I was like, is she, like, she was also Hank. Is she, like, also like a narc? Is she an investigative journalist? Like, what? No, is that's she. Her, that is fair. We don't actually know
2: if she's like a journalist or a higher form of narc. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, <laughs> the metal like, is not in this she, movie.
0: She is too many narcs. I mean, she's like a
1: superior to him. Because there's a part in the movie where she's... Or maybe she's not a superior. Maybe she's just, like, planted because of who she is. And then she can see both him as Hank and also him as Donna. Like, the Bruce, I think, was his real name in the movie. But, like, so she can see him from both sides, which means she knows, like, when he's ready and all that. No, so,
2: yeah, they're working outside of the Orange County Sheriff's Department, right? Yeah. I don't think the O.C.S.D. is the one that set her up, right? It's yeah. whatever organization that Donna and this brand-new character that we never get yeah. named for works for. I don't know if those guys are journalists or or if they're I, DEA I don't think I would could, feel like they would need yeah. to be
3: at least like DEA in to order a, to like yeah. be in the police station yeah. and have Why? access to all
2: to get a job as a cop like
3: yeah but to get a job as a cop is someone's like superior
1: to, to get a job as a cop and to get literally everyone to play along with what you're doing right you would not yeah, need yeah, an investigative fair. journalist regardless I don't think that's necessarily important to the plot it's not like but she's in a position of power over him
0: <coughs> cool movie really cool movie
2: it makes me feel so fucking hard
0: I'll go home and rewatch it for a second time. Poor Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, so two things. One thing that I thought was funny about the movie. What's the point, because, like, when he leaves the police. This is at the very beginning, and I meant to bring it up earlier, and I'm sorry. Uh, what's the point in having a burner phone, which is the thing he pulls out of his pocket to call Donna, if they can immediately track you? Yeah. <laughs> right? like, like, he pulls a burner phone out, like, badass. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, there he is, got him. Well,
2: like. I think it's I think it's a lot in the same way that tracking happens, happens now, right? And that most people aren't cognizant of just a, of the level of control. That yeah, but if you work for the cops, hat. you should be. Eh, do you, though? Yeah. Mark has no idea what the fuck's happening at the NSA, right? Like, you not know Oh, my know God, you that- guys
3: get into arguments... Okay, yeah, they get into arguments about this. Like, literally <laughs> every family gathering that we we're ever at... But, but, <laughs> that was the last okay sorry that's yeah. off topic go ahead
1: but like you can guess what's happening at the NSA you
2: can I guess he probably guess.
1: doesn't care either because he knows he's good but like I don't know I just thought that was funny because they made it well I, I guess what I'm saying is if what, there's no point in making a big deal about him pulling a burner phone out well, it could if have they're been, just gonna track him it could
2: have been a burner phone supplied by the cops which is why they were able to track it
1: yeah but like they give the option to arrest him and then they say no,
2: which just makes me think that that's because an they don't have any evidence. That, that isn't related to the OCSD.
1: That's fair. That might be fair. I just thought that was funny.
2: That's fair. The movie just wanted to establish that there are eyes everywhere. Like, yeah, I think that's all they wanted. Okay, yeah,
1: that's fair. I mean, I, I guess yeah, there, there are just a bunch of ways to do it. It just seemed like you, could, you didn't have to do it that way.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. But that's true with every movie. So, yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah.
3: yeah, I really liked the movie. Yeah, this one was good.
2: Universally applauded. No, no real about
1: it. I mean, except for Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, I guess I have, like, a pretty high standard mm-hmm. for these movies, because I watched it, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was hilarious, and also really sad, and, like, felt a lot. I actually liked the cell shading a lot. The first five minutes, I was like, uh, nope, don't like it. Is the whole fucking movie going to be like this? But then I thought it was really visually interesting, and I was pretty annoyed. Which is annoyed.
1: because cell shading is supposed to be not visually interesting. Yeah. For, like, the purpose of it's not to be, but Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was pretty cool. But then at the end of it, like we already talked about, I was like, oh, so that's the plot point. So this is the plot. Mm-hmm. There it is. Ten minutes. There it was. Okay, there it goes. It's over. <laughs> it just switches
1: gears. Super fast. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: And, I, and when it was done, I think it was because I watched it a little disjointedly, like, at different times and, like, probably watched the first, like, 30 minutes of it, like, four times and then just, like, the last part of it. And I need to go back and watch it, like, from beginning to end, and I'll probably care less about the way that the plot happened.
3: So, yeah, you definitely pick up on more things, like, the second time you watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Character dialogue was perfect.
3: I love Robert Downey Jr. I know. He should only be cast as Burnouts. Yep.
0: He was awesome. Woody Harrelson, hilarious. So,
3: yeah, I told David this earlier, but apparently, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, he wrote a bunch of his lines, like, on post-it notes and, like, stuck them all around, like, the the set and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. then they just, like edited them out <laughs> like when they did the retroscoping Robo- oh wrote whatever So, but yeah the intention was
2: that like he didn't pay any attention to the script he would just like read his, his lines off the post-it note right there so that he could sound really disjointed and like scatterbrained
0: cool
1: yeah
2: huh.
1: that's awesome <laughs> yeah
2: alright
0: alright that was Skinner Knightley Darkly that was Slasher Nightly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it as well as I do well, don't do what? So I'm trying
2: to start with Squag. Slasher
1: Nightly is or actually Swag? the story of the f- Stephanie in. Oh
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, my
3: god! The two signs movies. of slashing.
0: We watched two movies about a super disjointed reality.
3: <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That was actually like perfect for this. It was. Like we, to we do actually. Together.
1: Was it three movies? Because coherence oh was actually <laughs> about a bunch of disjointed realities. Wait, okay,
3: for <laughs> real though, was it coherence
0: or yes, convergence? It
1: was coherence. It's coherence. For the 10,000 times. <laughs> Why do you guys not call like... It rem-
3: convergence. They call they it
1: don't. convergence. Watch it they again. They talk <laughs> about convergence.
2: Watch it again.
3: Okay, but they watch say it. that convergence is the what they're talking They don't talk about
2: cohering. No. They say they that, yes, do. the theory is called coherence, yes. but convergence yes. is the consequence that they're trying to avoid. Okay, that's fine.
3: Why do you guys I'm never remember movie titles? Because
0: Slasher nightly is hard okay a scanner darkly (laughs) yeah and also because I wrote it in my notes as slasher what
1: he went to a strip club in Vegas wearing a blonde wig a fake mustache glasses and a hoodie
0: wait who is this
1: uh, Johnny Manziel introduced himself as Billy he was there till 3am and he asked for his shit to get comp because he didn't want to run his card because obviously it would come up as like Johnny Manziel Uh, (laughs) and then ended up using his card stayed at the strip club till like (laughs) 3am and then left and then got a VIP room and like ate dinner there and shit all while wearing a fake mustache, a blonde wig, and a hoodie. Does
2: he really think he's that famous? He's the quarterback for the Browns?
1: He is. But he does this shit all the time, so, like, he is. This is the picture. <laughs> it's not actually
3: him. Okay. <laughs> 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 is that really a
2: problem? Huh? Yeah. If I mean, like a meh quarterback for a meh sports team. You yeah, really get spotted. It violates team policy,
1: probably. Uh, what? And league policy, I think. To actually. be yeah. a strip
2: club?
3: Well, to be like disorderly. Look,
1: well, yeah. I mean, here, here's, he, I mean, to be fair, like he he has fucked up a bunch of times, and so basically, like stop partying, Johnny, and he won't. So, like he's like gotten benched like six times he's because he he goes and gets fucking shit canned. Why don't they just
3: fire footballer. him already?
1: Because he's really good and they wasted like a first round draft pick on him. Like a really high draft pick. So he's like actually worth a ton of money to them, Because he's like a capital. Because like, um, that's unfortunately what the NFL does to human beings. And sports in general.
2: I mean capitalism in general. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm ready. Are, are you? Can we continue the podcast now? Oh, yeah, we can. Okay, cool. Closing remarks. The study of humping. What did you guys think?
3: Uh, One out of four hives.
0: One out of... Four hives is probably pretty accurate.
1: I'm gonna say zero out of four hives. Would
0: not watch again. Yeah. I Ooh. wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, actually I, be, I will watch it again. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. I'm never going actually, to watch it again, so we'll
1: some of the okay, awful.
0: which movie are we talking about? Stefan's perspective: zero out of four hives. Stephanie's perspective: that movie was a great thriller. Five out of five hives. Four,
2: four. There are four of us. No, it gains an additional hive. It's so, so it would be, be like, five
0: out of four hives. Best movie I've ever seen. Slash best, best movie, movie Stefan's ever made up in his mind. Best movie literally broke math. Five
2: out of four. Hives. <laughs> oh man. Skater to Berkeley. how did you feel about it, the movie? What uh, the study of pumping? Yeah, how yeah.
1: many? How many hives?
2: The <laughs> fuck off. I like my interpretation a lot more, and now that I think of things in my interpretation, it's a fantastic film. (laughs) However, being serious, it was a horrible movie. Gondry is up his own ass about a character that has no redeemable qualities and shoves it down a throat the entire fucking time. He is literally the worst writer that I've seen in a while, and quirkiness does not fucking save that dumpster fire. I'm sorry. (laughs) He makes a couple of decent decisions that are worth calling out. like, yeah, good job, Gondry. You're decent at... Being a
1: director, also sorry,
0: Gondry, that you used to be this piece of shit male, slash, probably still are. Gondry
1: is dollar bin Wes Anderson.
0: Yeah. How about that? Like it. Like that interpretation.
1: Good. I've
2: said it like six times before we recorded it so.
1: You
2: yeah, <laughs> said it on podcast too
0: it's so funny when people say things off off recording that are actually pretty funny and we all laugh and then he you say it on recording mm-hmm. and we're like
2: uh-huh.
1: this is like the fourth time we have heard it yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Is,
3: it really is <laughs> that's fun.
1: why I
0: try
2: not to make puns when we aren't on, on mic because hey. I want to make them we hilarious. probably
3: like should just not talk about the movies until we're on mic but yeah that's what I've been trying to do scan it darkly it's kind of hard <laughs> mm. five out of five or four four, four. Five out of five. five. <laughs> sorry Five out of five It five rhymes
1: too hard. It's so good. I'll say three out of four hives.
2: Every every
0: hive here is worth 1.25 hives.
1: Okay. <laughs> five, five. Four four out of five hives. I
0: like to po- put in my uh, 1.25 hive <laughs> in favor of the overall five five <laughs> hives.
1: <laughs> that was the most confusing thing you
3: ever
2: said. <laughs> You're done with math, right?
0: <clears throat> right? I'm done.
2: This is what you get for having your fucking sister doing all of your math homework. That's true.
0: Ooh, that didn't happen. Thanks, man. I passed it on my own. <laughs> yeah. work, it's called work, work ethic, kids. <laughs> do your own homework. <laughs> Don't pay your little sister to do it for you.
1: I think four out of five because I didn't like counter reads.
2: Wow. Five out of five because counter reads is fantastic. This is the only time we'll use this stupid fucking rating system.
3: Um okay, no, what not. do you choose for next time? She didn't get to read the movie. I did. I said five, five out, out of five, five. and then yes. you guys made fun of me because I keep saying five out of five, mm-hmm. high <laughs> and then yeah, five out
1: of five, high fives,
3: five out of five, <laughs> five out of five. That does not look. Do you see
2: those fucking spikes, you assholes? You I have do. to edit that Wait. out. Stop it. That was not a very good one.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. So week.
3: yeah, Stuff coming pick. up
1: next, time Well, not next time. This will be in. This will be in a month.
3: Yep. A month, not yeah, two weeks. For a year two. Oh, this yeah.
1: Team yeah. A goes
2: next. Yeah,
1: right. team A <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I will really not want to die if i be so bad no, right now but I didn't pick? want to yell that
0: again uh, I feel like
2: you got to redeem yourself
0: Ooh, I almost already forgot Okay, so I I have two that I want you guys to choose between Because I don't care uh, How that works Yeah, just I'm trying to like throw you guys a bone Because I made you fucking watch that So One is called The Warrior And it's got Nick Nolte and Tom Hardy And it's the story of like two Do Fighters <laughs> Kings dance fight? No Sorry <clears throat> That's The Warriors I don't know. <laughs> they don't dance fight that movie. I thought
3: they did. What is the movie no. that they do Guys, They definitely dance. What's the movie? They definitely dance fight the movie. What is that movie? The West Side Story. D- no. Where they do the. Yes, I don't even it remember is what it's called story. now. No oh, chance
2: yes. It actually is the West Side Story, motherfucker. <laughs> and don't, the Warriors is the punk rock interpretation of that story.
3: Yeah. Okay. anyway.
0: Sorry. If you call your fiance motherfucker ever again, I'm going to steal her from you. And we're gonna have our own satanic wedding, so That's good. <laughs> watch your shit. Um, okay, so the first one's The Warrior. Nick Nolte, Tom Hardy. It's about two UFC fighters. One's for It's just. It's like a really emotional movie. What's that one? Uh, okay, <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, so no big deal. Don't brush it off like it's a thing. What's that one? Um, the other one is Kings of Devil Island, which I have not seen, but has really good Rotten Tomato reviews. It's on Netflix. Um, I think they actually might be both on Netflix. And this one's about like a Norwegian group of uh, juvenile boys. So it's us go the, the Flesh.
1: go with the warriors or the warrior. The it's warrior. warrior. Yeah.
0: You don't want to watch this? No.
1: Uh, you, when you started describing <laughs> you it as watch a group of Norwegian boys, yeah. I immediately thought of every other movie you picked, and I said,
0: <laughs> "The Hunt was really good." Okay. I didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Where?
2: Okay. So, I had an internal conflict with myself for like literally the entirety of the day, where I'm like, "Well, I really want to pick this movie, but I also want to pick this movie, and I want to pick this movie," and then I'm like, "You know what?" Every single one of those choices is pretentious as fuck, and you've been making a bunch of pretentious ass choices on this podcast. So, it's your turn. No, it's not me.
0: That's what I thought. Oh, okay. It's about okay. it myself. That's what I thought, dude. I was just had to a to clarify. But also,
2: but <laughs> also. So
1: I chose Riddick. Riddick. I'm gonna fucking throw up. <laughs> Keep strong, spine.
2: We're watching Riddick. <laughs> So
3: then style. I definitely right. know what my next anime like, thing is. No no no, oh. no.
2: no, 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 no. To be fair, Kaylin got to do this, so I'll give you two choices: either Silent Hill or Riddick.
3: Oh, Riddick, Riddick.
1: Silent Hill, not fucking close. Silent yeah. Hill is so good. It's I'm going Silent Hill.
3: What's it about, guys? Is it scary? Yeah, no. I don't like scary movies.
0: It's not scary. I don't either.
1: To be no, actually, you know what? I can shit all over Riddick we can do Riddick because Silent Hill I'm just gonna be like yeah that fucking scene where she gets her fucking skin ripped off that shit's fucking crazy I don't really want to do that
2: <laughs> uh, or we can talk about the psychological themes no, and how no, 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 that no 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 religious she no religious oppression mars Dude, the no. psyche
1: yeah, we're doing Riddick the
0: Warriors are already pretty heavy you Team B can't be that heavy sorry Silent Hill's not that it's a nah. video game movie yeah. oh fuck that Riddick we're not doing no we are, that are gonna watch
1: Silent Hill though independently
0: oh are we that shit's are really
1: we I'm, or are just gonna think it me.
0: next time yeah if I'm, I'm absolutely Riddick.
1: terrified of everything Guys. and I think Silent Hill's a good movie let's wrap it up so Kaelin, I guess I'm picking Riddick Kayla has to pee so that we're gonna wrap it up. so
0: bad alright cool
1: well that was High Mind. are we gonna read our one review what? Or one review? We have a review. Yeah, you told me about it. It was like some person from uh,
0: no. Oh,
3: review. yeah, some <laughs> person <laughs> some that something. we can't even understand what yeah. the hell he said.
0: Hey, so we this all listen okay? Yeah, we should <laughs> respect, respect this man. Yeah.
3: Well, okay, I don't know what he said. Do you a know what he on said? A because...
2: SoundCloud comment: A man who I believe is Portuguese, based on comments he's made on other podcasts, <laughs> but not ours, <laughs> left us the phrase "twop." Bu-Africa, which does not translate to anything in the known English language. Or
1: or any language. It's
3: like, thank you for the comment, but I I don't know what you said.
1: We appreciate your time, though. Yeah. Thank you for your comment also, Ooh, also If you do have a comment You should leave it for us So we can read it On iTunes or we'll disrespect you When you read our comments That's true Apparently we will <laughs> I did not expect that to happen But we did I mean
3: I didn't need to I'm just saying Like, I don't know what he saying. <laughs> no, I just, I, just... <laughs> Look,
1: to be fair Last week y'all were disrespecting Our listener in Kazakhstan So <laughs> it's not really fair
3: Okay This is Hive Mind. It's
0: January I'm, 4th
1: We already did that I'm David Bowers Yeah we
0: did We did that at the start of the podcast. Kayla Mori, late Taylor and it's opposite
2: yeah. world because apparently, start from down there
3: yeah, now. And Stefan Metox. Fucking,
2: <laughs> fucking asshole. Beep,
3: boop.